All right, everybody, I'm back. This is uh, Saturday Night Supernatural. Bada bing, bada boo, part two. We are back. We're having pretty good, interesting talks tonight. I'm enjoying this. I'm having all my uh, friends calling in, and uh, Chris and Michael called in, and uh, Love and Death's calling in, and Scott and Todd, one of my investigators, is calling in. Uh, it's been an interesting night. Two hours went by just like that, man that quick and uh maybe we'll do another two hours what the hell who cares right it's only 11 saturday night what do we got to do where are we going we're not going anywhere it's COVID out let's bring them in let's bring them in scott is coming back sweet hello i'm back he's back sweet well, we're revamping the second hour here that's that man i'm telling you those two hours go by quick don't they they do go by fast. They do, man. Now is not enough. <laughs> now is not enough when it comes to the paranormal stuff, man. Well, this is two. You, you get two hours. Yeah, I know, but it usually is it? You know, new shows only go like an hour. You know? Oh, is it? Not? Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll do like an hour special, and that's it. And then that's you know they're done. But yeah, you know, I, I, if I'm having fun, why, why not keep it going, man? I'll do four hours, five. I don't care. <laughs> I love, I, you know, I love talking about the paranormal. I love you know talking about the experiences that I have. I've, I've had. I love hearing about other people's experiences. You know, the different locations. I, there's just so much to talk about the history of the locations, and then you know when we can, you know, the, then then you kind of go off on little tidbits here and there. But you oh, know, yeah. you just gotta bring it back to the paranormal. But it's it's just fun to just you know sit down and bullshit and not have to take things so seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the whole part. I wish more people would call in and talk about their paranormal stories. Um, that's what I'm trying to get, you know, get people to call in and tell us their, their stories, you know what I mean? But it's hard to get people to call in. They get a little gun shy and, you know, they don't want to call in. But, you know, there's nothing to be shy about. There's nobody here. You're just calling on your phone and tell us your story. I want to hear it. You know, if it's creepy, scary, whatever. I don't I, give a shit. I'll know? tell you a quick story real quick. Um, you had asked earlier and uh, Dee told the story about when she had to leave uh, one of the buildings at Penner. She had said, did anybody ever have to leave a, a, a place? Uh, I, I one time, um, I, I've been real lucky. Um, I got to, I, I spent 10 nights at the Conjuring House. And uh, I've nice. done like a, 10 I've nights. A, wow. 10 nights. And wow. I've done a, I did a one night solo. I've done a two night solo and I've done a three night solo. Um, and I've been in there with a, a team. I did a, one or two times, three times with teams. Um, so I, I really had an opportunity and this was before, you know, like they were booked solid, you know, um, this is when they were getting everything started. It, it was, it was really cool. And it was a really great opportunity. But uh, one time I was in there and uh, I was just really, I, I went Facebook live and I wasn't even investigating. I was just showing the property. So I was in the way back field and I'm showing the field and I come walking across the field and walking in the house, you know, walk up to the house and I walk up to the barn and I was like, all right, let's go, let's go check out the barn. So I go inside uh, the barn and we're just showing the barn around. And I was like, you know what? I, I have a, uh, a voice recorder. Let's, let's do some EVPs. So I go into the second stall uh, or the middle stall um, of the, of the barn. And um, I, we're doing the EVPs and this, this was Facebook live. And, uh, I, I hear something coming from the second level 
of the of the barn. Now, I, I've investigated the barn so many times. I got great evidence in the barn. Now, if people don't know the story, you know, the, the real story of the Conjuring House and everything, the, 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 the barn was actually built before the house was. And um, I've heard it said in, um, that the barn is actually kind of like the battery of the house. Um, this is what Carl Johnson actually, this is how he describes. I, I, the first time I was there, um, he was there and, uh, you know, he says like, this is where like, like the spirits, the energies that are in the house kind of come to, so to like recharge and stuff. And he he said like, this is, so there's just, there's always different energies in the barn. So I'm doing EVP in, in the second stall and, I just hear something scurrying on top and I know that there's, you know, they, they have rats and they have bats and, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, but I hear something kind of scurrying and it's getting closer to me and it's getting closer to me. And I say, I said, if you don't want me here, you know, like, give me a sign, let me know. And the, the, the walls of the barn around me started vibrating and I just was like, I'm out of here. And I was shaken. I was shaken. Um, I went running out of the barn. I got to realize there's sickles in the barn. There's, there's 50 different objects that'll kill you that if they come flying at you. So, um, and this was all caught on Facebook live. I was shaken. I was outside. I was, that was really one of the, one of the few times I've ever really been shaken was like, Oh my, like that, that was, that was really insane. That was a lot of, a lot of energy. Um, the so many different activities at the conjuring house, but you said, if you ever have to leave, um, something, um, like quickly. And, uh, yeah, that, and I went back in that nighttime, uh, that night. And I've, like I said, I've got, there's times you're investigating in there and it just sounds like there's just somebody running on the roof of the barn. Like it just full on footsteps, just running across the roof. It's, it's incredible, wow. the activity. And you get more activity in the barn than you actually do in the house. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, if you, summer times, again, you got bats. I actually bought a flare. I have one of the, uh, the, the it's not the flare camera that you hook up to your phone. This doesn't take video, but it's an actual just a handheld flare that takes still photographs. But I got it. One of the reasons why I got it was for the, the barn at the conjuring house was I kind of wanted to see the bats and everything that are, that are up there. Like what's up there when I'm investigating. Well, so I was gone. I think I was also going to go into like Lake Shawnee and I wanted it for Lake Shawnee, but um, nice. yeah, the, the, um, the, the barn at the, at the house is, is, is insanely active. And a lot of people, it's not always open for investigations. A lot of people want to run right down to the basement. You know, the basement's pretty active, but that's because of the movie, you know, the whole story of, you know, like, you know, the, she hung herself, well, she hung herself, the, the whole, you know, with the house and the basement or with the movie, it, it's not like that, you know, like there, there's a couple locations in the Conjuring house that are, overly active the whole house is haunted the whole property is haunted the next neighbor's house is haunted <laughs> you know as i'd asked uh, i'd asked them i said do they have any activities like oh yeah they get they get they have activity over there though no. so it's not it's it's just you know it's the it's the property and again there were like five different wars that were fought through that property that were fought over that land i forget i forget which ones they were but i think uh there were five different properties so there was a lot of bloodshed and 
a lot of uh you know native americans uh, a lot of native american stuff that went on up there um, they recently found the uh, cemetery um which is an amazing amazing uh, thing i don't know if you've heard about john huntington uh yeah a friend yeah. of mine yeah did you, he uh, was doing he's great with um with with the the spirit boxes he he the stuff first of all he built his own i just wanted boxes. to say if you can hear me you should have john on sometime he has some yeah, stories well, oh john's john great. if you john can hear Huntington. me okay i don't know there I, I switched to headphones it was john who john huntington john huntington okay yeah yeah great guy he was the caretaker of the conjuring house uh he he's does amazing stuff with with uh spirit boxes but he was doing a facebook live i want to tell a story um but you know, you have to get it but you can watch this i think this is actually the whole thing's on his youtube channel and it's just it's it's unbelievable he was standing at the conjuring house he was in the house of the country house he started using the spirit box and it led him to the cemetery turn for turn he was like all right it said forward he'd walk forward and then when it said turn he'd say all right left or right tell him to turn he'd turn and he just followed the directions that the spirit box led him and so and it led him to a cemetery that they were they weren't even aware that was on their property wow that's crazy i i never saw anything like that i mean you can't fake that because no. it's it, it's he's you know like he builds the spirit boxes, but you can't really program the spirit boxes. No, it's just cycling through channels. So. And you and it was it happened on a live. Like I say, you could go back to his uh, Facebook, you know, uh, his YouTube. He's, uh, he's uh, it's it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like there are a couple of things in the paranormal that just that when you see it, they stick with you, and that's just one of them. I've just never seen anything like that before. Because you, you yeah. question stuff like that. Are your spirit boxes, you know, the, uh, the, what's the other ones, the other boxes that they have, you know, the, you know, do, do these work, do the, you know, you know, what's it do? But here, like, you know, like you said, validity, you know, can you get something that you can actually shows you something? And that kind of shows you something. I, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I never believed in the spirit box for a long time. Ever since it came out, you know, um, I heard a lot of stories about it. And I was like, ah, man, I just can't believe this shit's going to work through, uh, you know, scanning through radio stations. And so, you know, when it first came out, everybody was taking the radio shack, hack shacks and, and making a hack shack. You know what I mean? And I did the same thing. I still have my hack shack and I don't use the SP seven. I use the old radio shack hack shack. Right. And, um, you know, I you know, I started using it, and I was like, ah, oh, man, this thing freaking sucks. You know, it's making a noise. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hearing voices. Yeah, I'm like, could be radio stations. So I started asking more intent in questions of like, give me a sign to let me know this is really a ghost. Like, say my name, say my name, my complete name through this device, and I would do it and do it, do it, and I wouldn't get a response. And one day. It said my name through that device, my full name. I'm like, holy shit. Like, uh, there's no way this thing, there's no way this thing can say my full name through here. You yeah. know? And then then after that, I started getting more and more stuff. Like, names were starting to collaborate with, with a location that someone had died there. You know? Uh, you know right. Like, it's slowly starting to come yeah. together. Yeah. Start, yeah. Now I'm starting to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, now I'm seeing that they can manipulate this thing and use it 
to talk because there was two places that, that I investigated. One was Duncannon. I was using a ghost box, and I knew two people that died in the house. I knew their names. I knew one was Bill and one was Sandra. Using the ghost box, I'm like, Bill, if you're here, can you say your name? And I had the grandchildren there with me. I was like, can you say your name through this device? And it says Bill through the device. Then, you know, the grandchildren, the mother, their mother died in that house too. Her name was um, Sandra. And I'm like, Sandra, if, if, you can, if you can hear us and you want to say something, can you say your name to let your children know that you're still here? And it says her name, Sandra. And I have everything on recording. Right. And uh, I'm just like, there's no way that that's a coincidence that Sandra comes through this freaking stupid, dumb device. It, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I can't believe they're using this stupid thing and they're able to, to communicate. You know what I mean? It's just, I can't, I can't explain it. There's, you know, there's two names coming through that device. It's like hitting the freaking mega millions. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the odds of it happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, there's no way. There's no freaking way, man. You know, I'm just like, it's amazing that. Well, now you have a lot of the newer stuff, like the Phasma box, which is like a word bank. Yeah. So, like, you know, what's this? But the Phasma like box. Like obvious, has, right? Yeah, yeah. But the Phasma box has, it's it's basically, it's almost like a spirit box, but, like, it's it's just a digital word bank that you download on, like, your computer or something. And supposedly the spirits can, you know, pick the words to use. But the Phasma box has repeatedly given us Chris's address. Oh, yes, online. But it's actually a phonetic database. I spoke with the um, program developer the one time, and I was like, how is this possible? He's like, I don't know. Because it's it's a phonetic thing. It puts parts of words together, not whole words. So that makes it even more compelling. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. That's totally weird. <laughs> now, I picked up something from the Phasma box at, at Lake Shawnee, where and even the owner of uh, Lake Shawnee actually asked me for a copy of the video um, that I got because he was so impressed of it. But in the one area where a little girl died, um, I believe he didn't verify, but like I said, he wanted the video. Uh, we got her name. And not only did we get her name, there were two other spirits telling her to shut up and stop talking and don't say anything and they're going to catch her and they're going to get her. Wow. And this was all coming over the Phasma box. And she was still answering my questions. How old are you? And she still answered, gave me an, an, an age. Jeez. That's and, crazy. And like, you know, it's just like the, the Phasma box isn't making or is it? Is it making it up? But if it's reading the atmosphere, it's being manipulated by something in the atmosphere. It's not like those three, you know, it's not like these three spirits are standing right next to the 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 computer and being like, all right, say this and say that. Or like, I wanna I wanna use this word. Like, but if it, you know, it's it's how is it working? <laughs> how the hell is it working? And how did it mimic our voices? That's what I want to oh, know. Yeah, when it, yeah. When it said Cassidy's name and my name. It yeah. said it, it said hi to us in our own voices, two different voices, my daughter's and mine. Yeah. It's like how? How does that happen? It's That's not even crazy. my computer. It's it's somebody else's computer. I'm not at the location. And Cassidy had just popped into the room and said something to me and walked back out. And this thing said, Hi Cassidy. Hello, Christy, in our own voices. I'm like, what? That's crazy. What? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. I actually like the Phasma box more than the Spirit box. And again, you take it with a grain of salt, you know, a grain of sand, whatever the thing is. But um, I've, I've heard some impressive, really, really, really impressive stuff on the Phasma box. Um, you know, just as impressive stuff that I've heard on a Spirit box. But it's just so like, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's right here. And, you know, how, you know, it's the sign, you know, I, I'm not a tech guy. I'm certainly not a tech guy. I'm more of an investigator. <laughs> so you just, you know, you tell me, you hand it to me and like, oh, go ask questions. That, that That's what I do. <laughs> I'm yeah, not building yeah. anything. I'm not building anything, but um, yeah, just some of the evidence that I've pulled from that door in investigations is just—it's it's incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean it's unexplainable how how they use it. I, I know they use sound waves and stuff like that. Uh, I had talked to a guy one time that had a near death experience, uh, which was really weird. At the dentist, he had a near death experience at the dentist, uh, <laughs> at the freaking dentist of all places, right? Um, but he, he had some kind of reaction to the, uh, anesthesia and he died when the, he died in there. They brought him back to life, but he was technically dead. And, uh, he said, as he was laying there, he could see them working on him, uh, giving him CPR and, 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 you know, doing CPR on him to, to bring him back. And, uh, he said, he looked there, he said he, he was outside of his body. And he was looking down at himself, and he was looking at the, the uh, chaos that was going on in the room to bring him back. And he said he could see the uh, doctors and the nurses talking, but nothing was coming out of their mouth, but he seen, like, sound waves. He said he seen, like, these waves, but he couldn't hear what they were saying. He could see that they were they were frantically, you know, moving around and, and giving him CPR, and then... All of a sudden, he was back in his body. That must have been the, the time where, you know, he came back to life. You know what I mean? Now he's he's back in his body. But the, the story he told was, it was pretty wild because I was just like, wow, that's that's interesting as hell. You know, like, you're, see, you're not hearing the, the voices, but you're seeing the sound waves. You know what I mean? So that means that are you using, are we, are they using sound waves? You know what I mean? To communicate, which they are, because... It's traveling off of sound waves. We're catching it, you know, on on uh, recorders. It's, it's just like another. That. It's just yeah. another form of energy, right? You would think. Yeah, and 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 a lot of them were coming in on, uh, you know, a hertz level that's below the human hearing range of twenty hertz. You know, and you can do that just by using your spectrogram and and shows you where the EVPs are coming in at. You know, you can tell use your spectrogram on your audio software to see, you know, what range your uh, you, these voices are coming in at. And a lot of them are below 20 hertz unless they're disembodied, you know, and that's below the hearing right. human range. So, like yeah, I said, I, I, have, I have two EVPs that uh, or not even their disembodied voices that we picked up in review later that my dog responded to. Yeah, and they can hear so below don't the know human what, range. Right, I don't know what, what <laughs> right, I've no idea, but reviewing the video, we can hear them. We yeah, John has that clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have that clip. Michael's joining us. Hey, Mike. Hey, nice that, that might sound crazy, but if, um, I mean, listening to this guy going to the dentist, something may have happened where he, he was going through something and uh, he couldn't hear, but he could see. He could actually visualize everything, but he couldn't see 
you know, or here, excuse me, hear what he was actually feeling. He could see it, but he couldn't feel it. Yeah, it was it was a strange story. He he said when when the doctors, you know, after he got done, the doctors like you know we we lost you for a brief second, like brief couple of minutes, you were gone. And he's like, yeah, I know. I seen you guys frantically running around giving me CPR and stuff. He's like, that's impossible. You weren't you weren't alive. <laughs> well, I think that the strange thing about that is, you know, a lot of people that have that experience are viewing it from a different perspective in the room than where their body is. They're above yeah. their body. They're on the yeah, other side of the room. Here. That's where yeah. he was here. Yeah. So, you know, like I like the way Michael's thinking, but then how do you explain the, the perspective that you wouldn't get if you're laying there with your eyes closed? How would you even see it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he described everything that was going on in the room. He said the, the dentist was actually like blown away. He was like, there's no way you could have known that. You weren't even conscious. He said, I was conscious. I was standing right here watching you do the whole thing. He's like, that's that's impossible. <laughs> He's like, you, you were not conscious at all. You weren't But breathing. like coma patients, you know, we, we totally don't know what they are capable of hearing and experiencing while they're in the coma that not a lot of them come out of it and can explain like, yeah, I heard you the whole time. A few have, but when you have somebody standing or experiencing the room from a different perspective, a different angle with the near-death experience, that's what kind of gets me. And like, I don't know if you know Pam and Steve Barry with the Gettysburg Ghost Exchange down down in Gettysburg, obviously. Yeah, um, but they have the 1912 Hoover House now. Yeah, yeah, Steve's had a few times that he's died and come back to life with heart issues. And he he's got some stories about what yeah. he experienced. Yeah, I know it's a very interesting thing. I know another individual who was total did not believe in life after death, any of that. This guy died. He just collapsed in the uh, Staples parking lot in York. Uh, massive heart attack. He was dead. Luckily, two people. I don't know how this hell this happens, but two people seen him collapse, rolled him over. Started giving him CPR. They, it was a husband and wife. They worked CPR on him and saved his life. Uh, and he was dead. And uh, he said, I said, well, uh, did you experience anything? And he's like, I did. He said, I, he said, I'm, he said you know, you know, I'm, I'm a non-believer. He said, and uh, I'm telling you one thing, there's something else. I said, well, describe what you've seen. He goes, it's weird, man. He said, it's hard to describe. He said, I seen it. He said, it's kind of like all your worries that you had, you don't have them anymore. He said, they're all gone. He said, there are no more worries, man. He said, that's the best I can tell you. He said, all that, all the worry that you've had and the, the sorrow you've had, it's gone, man. He said, there's no more. He said, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling. He said, that's all I'm going to say about it. He, he wouldn't elaborate any more about it. I don't know what, what else he experienced, but uh, he wouldn't elaborate any more about it. But it was interesting, you know? Yeah, I've heard that too. And I've heard that when a lot of, I wouldn't say all spirits, because some are just assholes in life, so they remain assholes in death. But there's a lot of people <laughs> that, you know, have spirits come through, and you can you can tell that they've gone through something at the moment where they crossed over where all of a sudden they kind of really realize the impact that their bad decisions in life have made and it changes them because they have a different perspective. They don't have that worry anymore. They don't have money to worry about. They don't need to eat food anymore. They don't need to get the right amount of sleep. 
it's a different ball game almost immediately. And they embrace that. But then other people just are like, no, I'm still going to be an asshole. But <laughs> I guess it happens immediately at the time of death or as you're dying, you can come to these realizations or the stories of people that say their whole life flashed before their eye, like a really quick movie, you know, with all their memories as they're dying flood through and they watch it, this movie playback of their life. And then there's a white light, you know, that they go into and they feel that peace and the calm and they see their family there and then boom, they're sucked back into their bodies again. It's, Crazy. it's really cool Crazy. stories from people that have died and come back. And then some of them get abilities that they didn't have before. Yeah. But why? Why do they get stuck back? And they can't go to the other side. Well, they get sucked back into their own body and, and like, don't die was what I meant when I said that. Like, somebody saves their life and they're, like, going towards the light. Or some of them have reported saying, you know, having a conversation with whomever and being told it's not their time yet, they have to go back. And then they wake up back in their body. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so explainable. I mean, I don't ever want to have a one of those experiences until it's my time. But uh, I've never had anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I I've had things weird happen. Like I sh- a couple times, I probably shouldn't be here. I should been dead, but uh, for some miraculous reason, I, I'm here. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my cousins we were small. I think I was like five, six years old, something like that. I, I distinctly remember it. They were in the tub, and you know, I, we're throwing toy. I was outside of the tub, and I'm throwing toys at them and stuff like that. Well, my uncle had a, uh, a clock radio at the back of the tub, sitting on the shelf, and uh, I grabbed oh the God. clock radio and I threw the clock Uh-oh. radio. I was holding on the cord, and I threw the, the the clock radio into the tub. And uh, all I remember is this big blast of light, and uh, it blew me across the room. And uh, when I woke up, my cousins were standing outside of the tub. Now, and the radio was in the tub, and the cord was glowing. Um, How they survived, I I really don't know. Yeah, how they get out? How long was it? I have no idea. They were. I have no idea. I was knocked out temporarily. I don't know uh, what what it was, but I know. When I came to, my aunt was there. My mother was there. The radio was in the tub, and the cord was glowing, uh, and they were alive. How how the hell that happened? I don't. I still can't explain. Holy crap! They should have been dead. I should have been dead. I was holding on to the freaking cord. <laughs> you know, I, all I remember seeing was the flash of light, and I was I was knocked out. I didn't know what happened. I just. Woke up Boys. with a big ass knot in my head. Yeah, I'm like, I sh- they shouldn't be here, but they're here today. I mean, so. I got a crazy girl, but she hasn't electrocuted us yet. She might. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, I, and I almost drowned one time when I was a kid. My father uh, saved my life. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I fell in the water, and uh, we were tubing down this creek. And uh, we got to this spot in the creek where there was a, a big log that went across. My father said, uh, hold on to the tube. I'm going to go over the log. Oh. And and go around so we can get through. And uh, somehow I fell off the tube and I went right to the bottom like a rock. Boom. Man, I could hear my father yelling, but the water was kind of muddy. It was kind of stained, you know. And uh, all I did was like put my hand up. I just remember looking up. I could see light. 
but it couldn't see out of the water. You know what I mean? I just held my hand up, and luckily my father seen my hand go by, and he uh, he grabbed my arm and pulled me up. And um, my father he saved my life. You know, I mean, I would not be here if I wouldn't if he wouldn't see my hand. I would have I would have drowned without a doubt. Oh wow! Yeah, oh. and uh, my father ever since then he never took me back to that creek. We never went to it again. He's like, nope, never again. Never gonna happen. Hey, I There's- live across the street from a creek. You want to go tubing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a reason for everything. There yeah, is, man. There truly is. Uh, it, it was. I can't. Like I said, I can't explain it. The things that have happened. Some of the things that happened. I just. It's unexplainable, man. You're here for a reason. Without a doubt, you're here for a reason. If you go early, then maybe it's your time to go early. You know. I mean, there's no stopping it. You know. Uh, it is what it is. Some yeah, they send you back truth. if you're if it's not your time, I guess, from what I hear. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm still waiting to see some of them, but you know, I haven't seen any yet. I'm still waiting. Be happy. Yeah. You guys got to all be happy, man. Please be yeah. happy. Yeah. I'm not yeah, good man, at that's that. Life. Nah. <laughs> yeah, we're only here once, right? That's hey, it. well, allegedly. When I was a little kid, they come to me at one time and they told me. You know, if you don't see things right, don't come home. And that meant that meant something. I had a place I had to go to. But you guys, you know, and that ain't this isn't about the spirit world. This is about reality, people we live with in our realm. And, you know, I think back and I there's I listen to you guys and I enjoy listening to the show. And I appreciate you guys, but don't don't ever feel like you can't go on. You guys, you got to go on. And whatever it is that you're going on to, go on. But like I was saying, when I was a kid, they would tell me, you know, if things don't look right, don't come home. And that meant go somewhere else. You can't go to where you have to go because you it's your your home with your mom and your dad and all your brothers and sisters. You just got to go on. And I mean, I feel for people, but you guys, I love your show, man. Keep doing this. And uh, I hope what I just told you don't make you think I'm crazy or anything. But, you know, there's things out there that affect people and uh it's just about being nice to people, no mm-hmm. matter who they are, where they come from, what nationality, whatever. Just yeah. be nice to people. But yeah. I've told you guys about the experience I had about ghosts. And, uh, you know, but something just caught my attention listening to you guys. No matter what goes on in this world, be yourself. Please be yourself. Absolutely. Okay, because each of us are going through things with our jobs, with our um, our countries. Just be yourself. And uh, guys, I really appreciate you listening to me and you guys let me get on the show. And I'm not trying to preach to nobody and I'm not trying to make anybody think different. But we've talked about ghost stories and. I don't know. There's just something that caught my attention that you guys need to just be you and keep being you 
and don't let nobody change you, okay? Yeah, man. And uh, from this point, I'm just going to listen and I'm going to mute myself. But I I just want you to know I appreciate you guys letting me come on the show. Hey, and, we like and, having you on. No, yeah, but man. I enjoy listening and I, lo- I enjoy participating. But awesome. um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. you know, there's, a lot, there's not a lot of mutual respect between people anymore nowadays. Um, and that's everywhere. It's in the workforce. I mean, anywhere you go, there's like no respect between uh, people anymore. Um, I don't know if it's the, the generation that's out here now, or I, I just don't know. It's it's weird. When I was coming up, you know, you had we had a lot of respect for for other people, and uh, now well, we were coming up. We had none. a whole neighborhood that looked after us. Yeah, like you know, I, that's I just the don't thing. get you it. Respect for people. Yeah, like now it's like you know. If you look at somebody the wrong way, they they want to they want to shoot you or something. You know what I mean? It's like, what you know? What are you looking at? I'm just looking, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just it's looking a, around. You know, like what the hell? Yeah, people. I'm not a big fan. I love to hang out with you know ghosts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, haunted. You know, and haunted in old buildings. People. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but that's it. You know, it's just like I just like to go off on my own and. I don't, you know, it's, I don't want to argue. I don't want to, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be like that, but you know, you just get too many people around and, you know, sooner or later people just figure out reasons not to like each other. Yeah. It's like, if, if there is a devil, um, he's doing a good job. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's doing a hell of a good job out here because he's made the world a pretty evil place right now. Um, well, I think when there's not a lot of good- are under stress financial stress, political stress, whatever stressing people out, they get in that mindset where it's a survival instinct and everybody is an eat or be eaten mentality yeah. Yeah. that people have gotten into. And yeah. it's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's sad. There, there's a lot of good people out there too. They're just kind of oh, hard to yeah, find I mean, and they're pretty jaded right by the crappy people. Hey, I'm listening and I agree with all of what you guys have said. And um, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you guys on here and I'm listening and um, don't change who you are. No, thanks. All that right? means a lot. That's very no, nice. no. Michael, Michael where, where are you from, Michael? I'm from the Midwest. But if you knew, if you understood where I come from, uh-huh. you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. I mean, you would go, oh, you would think nostalgia. Uh-huh. Well, but, where, uh, where, in the, where in the Midwest are you from? You got that slow draw when you talk. I like. I'm from Kansas where? City. Oh, wow. And oh, okay. uh, here's the difference. Uh, I, have a, I have a good friend from Kansas City, Missouri. Good, good. But w- the way I grew up, uh, you respect each other, but then when somebody disrespects you, you take care of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I'm listening to you guys, and I'm thinking, man, I – I, I just enjoy listening because you guys aren't, you know, you're not telling me to believe one way. You're mm-hmm. just telling me your experiences. And I'm like, it bothers me that people want us to believe a certain way. And that's the only way. And, oh, you uh, could enlighten us. You could tell us well, something no, we never heard before that could change no, our mind about something. I'm nobody. It every day. Hey. Hey, you, you Chris, are. Chris, I'm a nobody. <laughs> I, I don't exist. So are we. No, no, no. You don't understand. Where I come from, I don't exist. 
The thing is, is I just like So are like you a listening. ghost? Calling no, no, okay, I'm okay. not a ghost. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That would be cool. No, no the, the whole point is like when I called you guys originally a couple weeks ago and I just start telling you about the experiences I had, you didn't disrespect me. You mm -hmm. listened to me and you wanted to know what 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 did I go through? You know, now di the difference is I worked in the funeral home industry. I worked with the coroner's office. So I seen things that, you know, hit me and I didn't, I, I wasn't looking for them. You know, they just come at me and I'm, I'm working and it's my job, you know, and I'm trying that to feed my That gave your story family. a lot of credibility though. Oh, well, well the point that. is okay. I was just doing it to feed my family, you know, but the things I went through after listening to you all, there's something there, you know, and people are sitting here and they're they're beating each other up about getting vaccinated mm -hmm. and unvaccinated. And, and, you know, and it's like, you know what? It's a it's a personal choice. But yeah. if you if you want to get vaccinated, I have no problem with it. But if you want to research it, I have no problem with it. And they're just keep beating us up and they're telling us what to believe. And you guys. I, I was on your show and no one was telling me what to believe. Mm -mm. You were listening to what I went through and yeah. you were analyzing it and you were going through what you guys have experienced and actually been able to correlate things to that. So with that, um, keep doing what you're doing. And I want to shut up because I sound like I'm on a soapbox, but uh, yeah, I appreciate awesome. you guys. And, uh, don't don't give in to personal things that tell you you got to believe a certain way. You know, we live in the United States and we're free to be who we want to be. No matter what I believe, no matter what you guys believe. I'm not going to tell you what to believe, but I will tell you what I believe. And then you can take it from there. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to force you to believe like me. And that's what right. bothers me. People if anybody, want. If anybody, if you're talking about like the paranormal, though, like we're talking about the paranormal, if people are want to tell you like this is the way it is in the paranormal, and this is this, and this is that, they don't know what they're talking about. Correct. Because Correct. There are no, there are no experts. There are every time you go into there are no answers. It changes. <laughs> there's no answers. Yeah, yeah there there's, there's activity. Like you go, like you know, you get. You know, I go into some of the haunted locations that are old and historic and people go to, you know, investigate and, you know, like, okay, well, this area, like this activity happens here in this area, that activity is here. Okay. It's been documented, but there's no answers to anything. There's no, it's everything is a theory. Yeah. Be yeah, very cautious of the people that come along and, and just explain how everything works to you, whether that's on TV or in person, because it's just not like that. We've had our own theories and our experiences and then got disproven yeah, a year or two later theories. time and time again. I've had theories, theories and yeah. spoken to Chris and Chris was like, yeah, but look at it this way. And I was like, you just changed my mind. And no. that's happened more than once. And I've, and I've, me and Chris have been working together for like a year and a half, almost two years now. I've, you so, know, I had somebody, so, um, like, like I had somebody message me about uh, a show I did about demons and the movies and how they portray demons and, you know, and somebody 
sent me a pretty negative email. You know what I mean? It was, uh, you know, you don't believe in demons. I said, it's not that I don't believe in demons. I said, I'm not telling you what to believe in. I'm just giving you my personal experiences of what I have investigated over 20 years of investigating. Not to say that demons aren't real. I don't have any proof that they're real or they're not. Um, I base all my investigations off of what I can prove. You know, I can prove that I, I captured uh, this disembodied voice or I captured this one video. This is stuff I can validate that really happened. Um, you know, me watching a movie and then going into someone's house and saying, you know, well, you got these symptoms of, you know, you're experiencing things like in this movie and then saying, okay, you, you probably have a demon in your house because the exorcist said these, these are the same kind of symptoms you're experiencing in a, in a, uh, in a demonic setting. You know, I, you can't do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then, but you had to learn that though, know, because yeah. I think that's a mistake of a lot of people that come into the field for the first time is they're so, it's so ingrained, the television version of investigating so ingrained. And then you start to meet people in the community and everybody you meet has this belief and that belief. And they're all telling you these golden little nuggets of information you've always wanted to know. And you're like so enlightened. And then you do it yourself and you're like, all right, you need to form your own way of doing things, your own theories, because in the end, nobody actually has a hundred percent proof of anything or yeah. provable theories at this point yet. We're not there yet as a field. You have no. to have the open mind We're and develop your own theories from your own experiences. So if I have any advice for new investigators, that's it. Just do your thing and learn your own lessons. You can listen to everybody else. You can take what you saw on TV with you, but it, there's no golden book of rules no, that you not. have to follow. You'll be so confused listening to everybody else's version of how you're supposed to do things. You won't know which way to go. Here, here's my biggest advice for anybody that's going to do paranormal investigations. Use some common sense. That goes a long way. That's a hard thing for some people, though. <laughs> yeah, they take really the common is. out of sense for some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> and you take them, sometimes you take both of them out. It's you know, simple. Like, Says the yeah. guy who threw a toaster in the bathtub with his cousin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it shocked some sense into me back then. You know? <laughs> like I said, I can't explain why I'm still even here. I, I, I should be dead. Uh, I've I guess seen a lot to do guys, this, right? I tell you, I've seen a lot of guys die uh, in construction. I've been in construction for 25 years. I've seen a lot of guys die, and and they were electricians. A lot of them uh -oh. were electricians. And, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were barbecued. You know, just like a that. A lot of juice, man. A lot of juice. Yeah. Real quick, they don't even know what happens. Two seventy. And they don't even. Yeah. They, you're gone. You know, it's, it's, Bam! Hit you. An accident. They don't even realize that they that that it happened. Yeah. That current hits you, and it's it's just uh, you're a conductor for the electricity until the power goes off, and it's going to keep yeah. going through your body until the breaker breaks, boom, and, and hopefully it breaks before it breaks you. You know that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of things happen, and uh, I'm just for I'm just glad I'm here. You know, and uh, to be able to to talk with you guys and do this podcast and meet a lot of new people and be people like Michael and this is this is what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? This is what I did 15 years ago. I had a lot of followers, and now I'm, I'm back doing it. So 
I'm, I'm very well, thanks, grateful. Thanks to their uh, letting us be a part of it. It's yes, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You, it's been great. Keep doing yeah, it. I, I tell you, I'm having a blast with it. It's fun. You know, it's really fun. It is. It's nothing better than talking about paranormal stuff, UFOs. I mean, there's so much stuff in this world that we really have no clue about. You know, we have no clue about it. But, you know, we're experiencing it and we have no answers to it, you know. It just sometimes it's just discouraging when you get people to send you emails like that, and you're just like, "Wow, what the hell, man?" You know, but man, I didn't like that you talked about you don't believe in demons. I'm like, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. I'm not saying they don't exist. I don't know if they exist or they don't exist. You know what I mean? I'm just going by well, what I've. You can't make everybody happy. You know, so, ever. I, I'm you sorry, but this is just how how I do it. This is. I'm going to be truthful about everything that I experience. You know, that's it. I mean, that's I think honesty is is the best thing. Yeah. You know, keep doing that. If you can't Para be honest, integrity. Why do it? You know. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can't be honest, then why the hell are you doing this? You know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't even make any sense. You know, it just to me it doesn't. You know, I, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of phonies over the years of doing this and. uh just it just blows my mind away. I'm just like, wow, man, why why even do this? You know, why, well, some why? people have a higher purpose, and some people just have a selfish purpose in life, and that's all there is to it. And just yeah, remember, yeah. fagazi. You need to break that down for me. <laughs> hey, I need no, to understand no. this. Listen, better. listen. No, no, if if Fugazi somebody if somebody fake. comes here, I'm a sheltered say, hey, girl. If I experience something, right? If I experience something. Well, we're not going to question it. We're going to ask them questions to find out why they experienced it, right? Like when I called in to talk to all of you, you guys started asking questions, and I just started breaking it down. It wasn't personal. It wasn't, you know, oh, I don't believe you. You were asking questions. The, all these people, you know, they hear this shit, and they go, oh, no, you're you're just making that up. It's it's delusional. You're you're making it up. No, if you've actually experienced something, you experienced it. Okay. Hey, everybody's a non-believer right up until the moment they become it, a believer. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So the point she is, is believing. Talk to them. You know, keep you guys keep talking to them. I'll jump on, and I'll just say if they have anything to say, it's fagazing. It's fake. <laughs> all right. And forget you know, about it. Right? And, and I've listened to you guys and nothing's fake. All right. Uh, everybody you had on tonight, nothing's fake. If it's fake, you're going to hear from me. Well, I'm going to hang up on fake. them if it was. <laughs> yeah. No, you're but I mean, you can tell, you. you know, where I come from, you can tell when something's fake. Somebody's bullshitting you. They're hustling. You know what the three-card Monty is? Nope. Okay, they get a queen on the deck of cards, and they move it around. And they say, follow the, you know, follow the queen, follow the queen. And all you have is three jacks, right? So when you flip the cards over, it's jacks. So it's called the three-card Monty. Okay. You know what that yeah. is? Mm-mm. You just heard me, right? Well, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a street hustle. 
Yeah. So the whole point is, if it's fake, it's fake. It's fugazi. Don't believe in it, guys. Don't believe in it. But everything I've heard tonight, all the stories I've heard, the experiences I've heard, I don't disbelieve because when you go through them, you go through them. I mean, you actually experience them, you know, and you can yeah, tell when people are being fake. It, it, it changes you. You can't, when, when you have a real experience and you, you get touched by something like that. Exactly. It changes you. It's, it's, you know, I had an amazing experience and it's not something that I really talk about openly. You know, I talk about it with my friends. We, we mentioned it quite often, but it's not something that I've talked about publicly. I've been on a couple of podcasts and spoken about it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's very personal. And it's also like, when I tell myself or I think about it, sometimes I look back and be like, I'm insane. Mm-hmm. Like, but no. it's on video. But it's We went through it with on, you. The whole thing was on video with 17 people watching. It happened. You know, um, and, and, you know, I, I still think about it. When I talk about it, I, 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 I tell people. I, I that was like the I'm true start of our friendship, though, because... That was that just was, like, that I was something like, you went I through. Like, I, need, I was like, I need Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I woke like, up after falling asleep during the investigation. I probably fell asleep virtually. I'm on the other end at home on the computer. I Two, three in the morning. I wake up. I got messages. I got phone calls. Scott needs you. Scott needs you. I got on the video and I just see him crying saying, I just need to talk to Chris. And I'm just <laughs> like... Oh shit! He's had my number ever since, so he can wake me up anytime <laughs> if something crazy happens. I just, I just <laughs> needed to know what 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 she felt that went on, um, and the, the whole thing's caught on video. And one of the viewers ended up calling the police because they thought that either she her point her what her exact words were she thought that I was either one having a heart attack or was being attacked by something. Um, she didn't wow. know which it was. She she got very scared um, and ended up calling the police. But you know, when something like it, yeah, he just, just became unresponsive, and she was really concerned. So, but there was a cat ball that never stopped going off for forty five minutes while this whole mm-hmm. thing was going on, um, and it was um, it, it was like Chris wasn't watching. Because it was four o'clock in the morning. I was just ending. the sun was coming up as this was happening. I was ending Jesus. the investigation. Like I I had just I gave done, up at that point. Maybe I just doubt. did what four hours? I just did eight hours, right? Four and four because they do Facebook Live is four hours blocks. So I just had done eight hours of live Facebook Live. And I was just like, I'm tired, I'm getting in bed. And we were just doing this. It was just me and I think about maybe I think like 12 or 17 people. I don't remember which one it was. And we were just talking about investigating. And all of a sudden the cat ball on the bed started going off and it just, it, it was just insanity from that point on of, of what had happened to me. And um, like Chris wasn't even there because it was just such a boring, dull night. Nothing happened. Like, well, you know, to be all, frank, I get tired. You know, I'm sitting yeah, at home. But, I'm not in the environment. Because you had even said, like Cassie had said to you, like, um, you know, did anything is, you know, anything going on? And you had said, like, no, nah, nothing's going on. And you as know, soon as you but, say that, that's when crap happens. That's, 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 <laughs> that's how like, it works. I was, 
I was just like, I was just getting ready to end the the thing and basically go to sleep when this happened. And um, yeah, it, it's it's all caught on video. It's but when when something like that, like it it touches you, like you know, like it doesn't leave you. And when I talk about it, I don't have a cap all in here now because it's actually I have mine on and out. So if she shows up, it's. I have one. Uh, when we, when we, me and Chris talk about it, or I review video, or I, the capos in my apartment start going off. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, and that one time I got shoved in the back, I actually thought my cat jumped on my back. Um, Jesus. And, and it had, and, it, and it's weird. There's like I, that I, link that's created between some locations and some spirits and certain people that come in. I don't know if you've experienced that, John, but there's like a telephone wire. I swear to goodness. And if you get the right state of mind or talk about that location or that spirit, you can connect with them. And he has activity all the time. When he reviews this video, it happens. When he talks about it, it happens. I don't know. I have, they're very attached to him. And it's, uh, you can watch it. It's on my YouTube page. I'm not trying to promote it. It only has like 100, 200 views. Like I don't promote it. I have a YouTube page with two videos on it. And this is one of the videos. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. And uh, it's the whole entire episode. Yeah, this event that. happened for 45 minutes. When have you had a paranormal activity that went for 45 minutes straight? It was a, it was a spirit. I was None. spirit jumped. That was, it was spirit jumped. And the whole thing, my, I had a breakdown. Uh, I it, 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 well, What happened? I don't want to tell the whole story right now. But uh, because I can, we can do it. We can definitely do it. I can get the girl who called the police to call it if you want. I have the police report. Um, of it with the and the cop even said to me when the cop left, he said, uh, or when he got here, if you, after everything, he's like, uh, so did you get get what you paid for? Said, <laughs> did I, I you said, find what you were said, looking for, or whatever this, he said? This was, in, this was in Salem, Massachusetts. He said, This is Salem. He says, This stuff happens all the time. He says, Yeah, the cops aren't phased the by time. these calls. He just there. wanted to make sure I was okay. He's like, Do you need an ambulance or anything? I said, No, it's fine. And he was like, All right. I had my dog yeah. with me too. I was going to say, Sundar didn't move this whole time either. It's almost no. like he was unresponsive. And when he woke up, he was like chomping at his leg. I don't know if his leg fell asleep <laughs> or what, but he, you know, he's not very good at protecting dad when he's being attacked <laughs> by I, spirit. I, I, I kind of believe that she drained my, my energy. And I have to believe that she drained his too, because if she could pull my energy from me, she can pull the energy of the dog that's laying next to me. Yeah, he reacted almost the same as Scott. Yeah, I've I've never um, had anything like that happen before. Yeah, it's it's not something... I've never seen anything like it. This was a full event, and I knew what was going on. I was being spirit-jumped, and she showed me her... And he wasn't afraid, though. That's the cool... Like, he went through all this, but he wasn't, like, terrified, but he was very emotional. He felt that spirit. Well, and the emotions I, they I, wanted her, him to feel. For, well, there's a story. There's a actually after because the next word I had to go talk to the people at the front desk, and then I kind of heard a little bit more. I don't really like to get all the stories beforehand. I kind of like to go in. I just knew that this room is known as the haunted room, and I only got into this room because I tried to get into a different hotel, but they couldn't guarantee me that room, and because I had my dog, and uh, they, um, they they this this place was like yeah you can you can come in and you know it's dog friendly it's not a problem so i was able to get that room that night and i had just come this was my second night i had just come from the conjuring house the night before i spent the night in the conjuring house 
and then went to the USS Salem after that. Yes. So I was at the Conjuring House, this place, it's it's the Salem Inn in Salem, Massachusetts. And then I went to the USS Salem. So it was actually three invest three nights and three weeks. Or three three investigations and three nights. So um what happened at the uh, the Salem Inn. So I was just like I said, it's four o'clock in the morning, laying in bed and and the the cap all starts going off and you know, all of a sudden I just feel like this energy that kind of goes to my toes to my hair and it almost feels orgasmic like it literally feels like just like just a full body orgasm and i and i'm describing everything in the video what's going on and then that feeling kind of fades and meanwhile the capels going off non-stop 45 minutes non-stop um i'm seeing shadows all over the place uh, and you really only see, because I'm behind the camera, you kind of see my feet laying on the bed and then the bottom of the bed, the cat ball, and then the rest of the room. And um, I, uh, after after that kind of feeling kind of fades, I, I kind of just say, like, I remember talking, and I can still feel it when I watch the video. I remember talking that I'm fine. Like I, I said, I feel real relaxed. I feel real, real calm. And then the energy just changed. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to cry. And I had a complete and utter emotional breakdown. And then from the breakdown, um, like I just became unresponsive and my breathing, you can hear everything on the video. Uh, you can hear my breathing getting shallower and shallower. Yeah. And, shallower and like and when shallower. Scott falls asleep during an investigation on a live, it is not quiet. I he, was, he was dead I, quiet. I, I am known <laughs> for showering investigations. If there's a shower in a haunted location, I, again, I investigate by myself. So if there's a shower in a haunted location, I will take a shower during the investigation live. Not, but, in, not in, on, you know, camera. but not on camera. You put the camera in the room. In the room. <laughs> but I, I take advantage of all the utilities that are there. You know, that, that, Yeah, that and we can watch and observe if anything happens while he's like... In one another time, room. One of the one of the EVPs that we got was the dog reacted while I was in the shower at the Salem Inn, which was happened earlier this night. That I'm telling you about what happened at this event. So anyway, so um, my my breathing got more shot, and I just remember thinking like I, I had a I, like I, I got this like kind of cramp in my not a pain but like a cramp in my stomach, and then my breathing just got shallower and shallower and shallower. And I just remember I couldn't move any part of my body. It felt like there was a million pounds. I, I was completely drained. The only thing that I could move was my eyes. I was able to move my eyes around the room and next to the bed, I just saw like this white, I, I can't tell if it was a male or if you know, it was just a white mist, white, white thing that was just standing next to the bed. And we can't and see that on the video. You can't but see he that saw it. Video. Yeah, and then my like my breathing again just got less and less shallower, and I just remember taking what would have been their last breath, and I I kind of went silent for a little while, and then I kind of gasped for air, and I started like kind of breathing, and you hear me actually say two or three times, "Get the fuck off of me." Mm -hmm. get the fuck off of and that's me. when he started to come out of it and that's when i started to kind of be able to breathe a little bit more on myself but by the time when i said get the fuck off of me we're already 45 minutes into this mm -hmm. or maybe a half hour into this 
this whole this whole event. The cops had already been called at that point. The cops you just didn't know they were on the way. And I I kind of get when I'm finally able to get up, I jump up and I just get out and I walk out. I just get out of the room and I sit by the steps and then I'm, I'm sitting by the steps. I'm only there for maybe 45 seconds. Yeah, because Sundar felt, was in the room. So he went right back in. Like, it felt like it was forever. Like I felt like I was sitting on the steps for like five minutes, 10 minutes. And, but I remember just thinking Sundar's in there. I can't leave him alone. So I went and I turned all the lights and I get back in bed. I'm clearly shaking on the bed. Like I was just like, what the hell just happened? And I'm just trying to like kind of get my grip together. And I think somebody from Penn, I think Dan or somebody called before the cops came and up. And I'm like, uh, somebody called Dan and, and uh, then I get a knock on the door and I'm like, who, what was this? And they're like, selling police. And I'm like, what? I had no idea what, I didn't know if I did something like, I didn't know <laughs> somebody called the cops. Was I scream? like the cop? Like I had no idea uh, of you were called. I, I, and yeah, I, he I hasn't looked at the I, Facebook live or comments or anything yet, you know? It, I, I just, uh, I was just, it was, it was just unbelievable. And then I opened the door and the cops were there and that's when it ended. But um, yeah, it was just, it's, it was just one of the most amazing things. Now the story that I heard what they had told me about this. Now we've got a couple of different names. They don't know if it's wrong, but the owner of the, uh, the place his name was, um, oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name offhand. We've done so much research on it. Um, but uh, he either murdered, it was either his, they're not 100% sure if it was either his mistress or his wife in this place, in this room. And it's known as, it's room 17 at the Salem, and it's known as the haunted room. They said the spirit in this room does not like men. Oh, they wow. said men even if they're in there with their wives in the middle of the night, like they'll just put people in there. If like the place is booked, you know, they don't necessarily say, Oh, you got the haunted room, Martin, you got room 17. Without knowing that it's a haunted, without people doing any paranormal investigations, they'll be like, there's things going on. This room. Oh, Captain Nathaniel West. Is that That's it. the one Captain you were trying Nathaniel to think West. of? I thought yeah, you meant Captain the current Nathaniel owners West. and I didn't remember their names, but no, no, Captain Nathaniel West. He was the one who, who it was either Elizabeth uh, was, was his wife or the lover. But the pain that I was feeling, I what I believe that happened in that room, and I don't think that she hates men. I don't. I. I don't. I never felt. It's like she made him experience fear. the pain she went through in death or something. I. I experienced her death. What. What happened? Um. I. What I believed was she had sex with her, with, with him, and then he went to break it off with her, and she got crazy. And he either shot her or stabbed her, and that was the pain that I was feeling in my stomach. Oh, Those wow. last breaths, when my breath got shallow and shallow, was just her last breaths. And That's then crazy. She showed me that, and that could have been the whiteness that was standing. It's that classic whole- thing where, like, if you get scratched, it's not just necessarily a demon. Like, some spirit, like, that's the most insane case I've ever seen of a spirit making you experience physically what they went through for that long but it doesn't like necessarily said, mean they're trying to hurt you no i i i kind of understood what was happening i wasn't scared even when i was kind of just fading away with my breath 
getting so I never got scared. I didn't think I was going to die. I never thought I was possessed. I never thought it was any kind of possession or anything like that. I just realized like once like the sexual energy started or that, that, that orgasmic feeling that I had, I kind of realized something was going on here. And then with the breakdown and everything, um, I, and then with the, I just, I kind of, I understood what was going on. And I really um, think you're like the first guy that walked into that environment that was really open to, she probably just really needed to tell somebody what happened to her. And you're the first person that went through the whole process and didn't run out the room the second they heard something or really let her just let like experience what she wanted to show you. Right. And I think that's and, why she still comes to you and activity happens around you when you discuss it. Why well, we've also, I've gone back a second time <clears throat> and investigated a second time. And I did the exact same thing as I did last time. I went to the conjuring house the night before, went there and then went to the USS Salem the following night. And the second night we really didn't get much activity. We did get a really good, uh, well, we, we did get some good stuff. Uh, we got some light, light, uh, we got good yeah. stuff. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a really good, which I thought was somebody right in front of my face said hello, which we caught on audio, which when we played back, you can hear it says help me, not hello, but hello and help me are really, really close. Um, and then the next morning, I went to, I actually went to sleep and, you know, um, stored away. And then the next morning I wake up and I go uh, to the, it's a bed and breakfast. So I go to have breakfast. So I'm, sitting there and there's two women talking and they're talking about the ghost stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm in room 17. She, they're like, Oh, we're in the room next to you. They were like, what was all that banging this morning? I was like, ghosts. Now I was asleep, but if you watch the video, it just sounds like somebody's pounding on the wall. It wow. just sounds like somebody's pounding on the wall and the people in the next room heard it. And you can hear it through the Facebook live. It they were literally trying to make them stop snoring. Because I was watching for a little bit while he fell asleep, like on purpose. We had another person that watches our lives watching from one camera angle. I was watching yeah, from another. Multiple, multiple camera angles. Yeah, multiple lives because of what happened the first time. So yeah. we had a couple different uh, live streams going with different angles because I know there's activity in this room. But yeah, he snores. They bang. He stopped. <laughs> then he starts snoring again. They bang again. So he funny. stops again. And the neighbors heard it all. That's hilarious. <laughs> that whole time during, but during that whole time when that whole spirit jumping thing, the cat ball went off the entire time. The whole 45 minutes that the whole, whole well, episode. And there was, was an EVP with a man's voice saying Rose earlier in the night when he was showering. So, no, you no, know, no, there's that, a. That was, I wasn't showering at the time. That was the first time when Sundar respond, responded to the Rose. Oh, okay. That was the two clips together. Was, it sounds like there was two people whispering back and forth. But there is a male spirit in the room. There is a male spirit in the room. And then Um, he said the name Rose. Is that the lady? We don't know. We think that may be, Rose may be the, well, Chris, who goes down every rabbit hole that there is, found a 14-year-old girl named Rose that's buried in a cemetery not far from well, she she was Salem. from Andover, which she Chris is amazing. I mean, Salem witch trial history. Andover was a few miles away, but they went through the same thing at the same time as Salem with the witch trials, and she was actually an accuser. 
Wow. Not somebody that was hung, but she was only 14 years old. She was one of the girls that you see in Jesus. all the movies that accuses people of um, afflicting her. And I think she was manipulated at the time, being so young into telling the stories they wanted told so they could persecute people. But it's the only rose I could come across in like the history of Salem that might have had a tie to the Corwins. If you've heard of Judge Corwin and his the I witch think, house, the famous witch house. In, uh, yeah, that's right across the street from the Salem right Inn. Yeah. And the Salem Inn's built on the land that used to be the Corwin's land. And the Corwin's were the ones that tried people and also the ones that arrested them and tried to force confessions out of them. So this girl would have been in fear of these guys. And But her time period does not line up with the Captain Nathaniel West time period of when this was built, what, 150 years after the witch trials is when the Salem yeah. Inn was built on the Corwin's land. There's so many layers of history. It's hard to determine what's coming from where. Yeah. And what stuff's been recorded, what hasn't been recorded. So. Yeah. The records aren't all there. So it's 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 a cool video and a cool experience. And we're not done visiting the Salem Inn. No, no, no. <laughs> but to get back to the very original point of that telling that whole story was when something like that happens to you, it just... It changes you like I, I wasn't I've never been the same after that like I, I you know I, the, I, the, I, I went to the USS Salem the following night and I didn't even investigate like I, I had really thought that I was just like I witnessed everything that I want to witness in the past he was drained he was drained and um, that happened September. Or that happened in August. In September, I was already back in Lake Shawnee. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, that ended real quick. But it did. It, it just, you know, it, it when you have a real experience, like it, it really. And then, look, people can say I'm bullshitting. Look, I know somebody. They have too. <laughs> people said that I'm bullshitting. Somebody uh, is out there accusing me that I had a drug overdose with zero evidence. I have a police report that doesn't even mention drugs. The girl who called the police said, uh, the girl that called the police had never even thought drugs were even an issue, but I've been accused of this. I've been, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, I don't care what other people's opinions are. Everybody's ever got an opinion, just like everybody's got an asshole and most people are assholes. But, you know, when something like that happens, like, I got the video. You can just watch the video. Like you can see for yourself what happened. You can see what it, how it how it affected me. It's all there, um, and it just when something like that happens, it, it just it changes you, man. It's it, it's you know, and you know because you've you've you know anybody who's do, doing the paranormal, anybody who's actually even just had a you know been pushed, shoved, touched, witnessed something, you know it, that those little events change you too. But like I, I had never experienced anything like this in my life, nor did I ever think I would. And that's not even the craziest that, that well, that's probably the craziest. It's not the scariest thing that's happened, but that's one of the craziest. That is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. yeah I had a I had a case in uh Mount Joy. Um re really interesting case actually. Uh, it's the case where uh, I think I had sent you EVP, uh, Chris, with the LA says cancer killed me in it. Ever, yes, ever yes, I did hear that one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of intelligent stuff going on in the house with uh, 
whatever was haunting this place. I think it was evolved around the daughter. Uh, but the daughter's whole personality changed. Um, and this is kind of reminding me of like kind of the Amityville horror kind of thing. But I didn't experience anything negative. But uh, they had uh, flies in the basement, like a million flies, like just... In the, in the corner of this basement, they would just keep showing up, like millions and millions of flies. There was no, nothing dead. There was nothing, uh, you know, I didn't experience them when I was there, but the lady told me they vacuumed them up more than more than 10 times, you know. And I'm like, Jesus, there's so many of them, and it's just not like it was a normal kind of, like, fly. Like, flies usually try to get away from you. These things wouldn't move. They would just be, like, in a corner, like, bunched up, not like there was any kind of food there or anything. Are you familiar but, with drain flies? Yeah. Okay. Because yep. yep. a lot of people will mistake that for paranormal activity, and it happens in the basements a lot. Yeah, but these, it, but the, the activity was in the basement too, which was kind of weird. Right. And um, but I, you know, I don't take anything like you know, it's paranormal. It's a movie, you know. Um, yeah. But it was just weird. There was these flies kept showing up, and uh, but the daughter was being affected by something in the house, so. The daughter was having these trance-like uh, episodes, and uh, her whole her whole demeanor kind of changed. Her whole personality, everything kind of changed. And uh, you know, she would wake up. You know, the mother would wake up, and the daughter would be gone out of the house. Gone. I mean, the daughter's grown. She's in her twenties, and had a, had a kid of her own, and uh, she would just be gone. And she'd be looking for her, and she would be blocks down the road, standing in the woods, uh, just standing there. And she's like, you know, what are you doing down here? And she's like, she's here. She's she's showing me something. And uh, she's like, what are you? but she would be in like this trance-like state. And uh, that's when they called us. And uh, we came out there, started investigating. And uh, it, it was just weird because I was talking to her, and she goes, yeah, um, it's it, this girl was murdered. And she goes, she's showing me, she's showing me she's under concrete. I'm like. Under concrete, she's like, yeah. She's showing, she's showing me that the person who did it was, uh, she knew them. She knew who they were. They were really close to her. And uh, I started thinking. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking. And there was a, uh, an investigator with me, and, he, and they looked, she looked at me. And she said, she pulled me aside. She goes, this sounds like a case that just happened in Millersburg. And uh, I'm like, really? She goes. It didn't just happen. It happened back in the eighties. But this girl disappeared, and she's describing her, almost describing this girl to a T. Uh, she's saying this young girl disappeared, and she had dark hair, and this and that, and you know, she goes, "This reminds me of this case in Millersburg of this girl who disappeared at a, at, they were having a carnival, and she just disappeared, and uh, it was in the summer." And they they suspected that the boyfriend had murdered this girl, and he worked at a concrete factory. And the girl saying she's buried under concrete, and they're never gonna find her. Uh, the where where she's buried, they're never gonna find her. She's under concrete. She's under concrete. She just kept saying it, saying it, and then she started doing all these really weird stuff, and she got arrested. See, Scott, they're very persistent when they want to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like. <laughs> It's weird. Then she she started really acting out of place and 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 went into a store and acted up and got got arrested and she was in jail. She got locked up and got put in jail. And uh, 
so the mother gave us permission to uh, investigate the house. So right away, you know, I'm down in the basement with another investigator. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch, and I mean, it's really quiet. And I hear my name. I hear, I'm like, hey, you said my name? She's investigator's like, no. I said, did you hear that? She's like, no. I was like, you didn't hear, you didn't just hear my name called. She's like, no. I'm like, I just heard my name called. And uh, she's like, well, really? I, I think she thought I was bullshitting or something. I was like, nah, I definitely heard my name. It, was, it said my name, whispered it. And uh, she, she didn't hear it, but I was plugged into the headphones, into my recorder, so I heard it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, she's kind of freaky. It definitely said John. Um, so later on, you know, we go to another part of the basement, and that's where I hear this woman, like, talking, saying, like, cancer killed me, and she says it more than one time, which is the first time I couldn't really hear it that well. And I couldn't hear it that well at all at first. But then when I got home, I started listening to it. I'm like, oh, my God, this woman saying cancer killed me. And I'm just like, so what's the suspected boyfriend's name? Could it be mis- could it be accidentally interpreted as cancer, but his name was something else? Tanner? I, or I don't know. Some- I don't, you should look up I that case and find that out case was, um, who he was. He's been exonerated from it, but I still believe. I mean, I don't think they have any evidence to really convict him. What the hell is his name? I have to look it up. It's in Millersburg. Um, it's 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 a huge missing person case. It's, it happened back in like eighty four or something. It was eighty four. I'm trying to remember what the girl's name was. Um, well, we have ground penetrating radar now, so they might be able to find her. <laughs> yeah, possibly if they can find um, out what just, jobs he worked and. She just totally disappeared. I mean, like off the face of the earth, she's gone. One day they see her, everybody sees her at the square. Next thing you know, this girl's gone. You know, um, doesn't really make any sense. Let me see if I can pull it up on here. She's been missing for 30 years, 30 some, 38 years, something like that. I believe it was in 84. I'm going to pull it up on my phone here. If you have an EVP that says cancer killed me, but it's a guy's name. Yeah, it matches I mean, that. That would be really crazy. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Those are the rabbit holes I like. <laughs> Her ears just went up. <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and did this girl that. have any other psychic sort of ability experiences in her life, or is this like an isolated incident? It's an isolated incident. Yeah, never had any, so, any issues like that. You got to wonder why too. Yeah. Why the spirit find her in Mount Joy from Millersville and decide she was the one that she needed to tell the story to and affect her? Yeah, like Millersburg is pretty far away from Mount Joy. It's not. Oh, Millersburg, that, not Millersville. Yeah, I think it's Millersburg, yeah. Millersville's down near Lancaster. This is the girl's name, Tracy Crow. That's her name. Mm-hmm. K R O H. That's her name. She was. Uh, she was 17 years old when she disappeared in 1989 in North. And what was the age of the girl that was being affected? 20 something? Pretty she close. Like, yeah, she was like 22, something around there. Pretty close to the same age. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. See what the boyfriend's name is. Should show on here. I believe they did arrest the boyfriend, but uh, didn't have any. Uh, it's a Saturday, August 5th, 1989. Crow disappeared at age 17. Police eventually conclude. 
She was abducted near the square in uh, Millersburg, a small town on the Susquehanna River, 27 miles north of Harrisburg. Crow is a few weeks from the start of her senior year at Halifax High School, which I've investigated plenty of places in Halifax, um, where where she's a yearbook editor. Her school principal calls her an extremely responsible student. She's described as shy with no enemies. Uh, let's see. In the hours before her disappearance on August 5th, she's reportedly seen near the river and later sitting on the steps of a store across from the square. The last known sighting of Crow is at 10 p.m. at the home of her 20-year-old married sister at Alex Acres Trailer Park off Route 147, about seven miles from her own home. Crow goes there to drop off uh, a barbecue grill and grocery store coupons. No one is home. And she leaves the items on the front steps. August 6, 1989, Crow's white blue striped 1971 Mercury Comet is found at the square. It's locked with no signs of a struggle. Police believe Crow may have been on the way to visit her boyfriend, whose family lived near Millersburg Square. They're focused on the boyfriend and his family for years. Uh, the family has said he had no involvement and they cooperated with the investigators. Years later, one of them publicly states police mishandled the case by focusing on the boyfriend and by initially considering Crow a runaway. Crow's family says she had no motive or inclination to run away, explaining she left behind $300 and the bank book for her $400 savings account. So, December 1993, a farmer finds wild items, including... Her National Honor Society card, along with Waconisco uh, Creek, along with, was, oh, they found it along Waconisco Creek. Uh, police find nothing else at the spot off Rakers Mill Road in Washington Township, about nine miles outside of Millersburg, coming more than four years later. They are the first traces of Crow. Uh, let's see, in uh, 94, a National Missing Persons Hotline receives a call claiming three kidnapped women, including Crow, are being held captive and forced into prostitution. The others are Tiffany Sessions, the University of Florida student who vanished while jogging in 1989, and Beth Ann Miller, a Colorado woman since 1983. Investigators take it seriously with one finding it unlikely in those pre-Google times. <laughs> wow. That a hoaxer could have put together the three names, but investigators in several states produced nothing and it's deemed a cruel hoax. Wow. I mean, this thing really goes on and on and on. Um, does it Does it give you the boyfriend's name anywhere? That's what I'm looking. Then seven anniversary disappearance of appeals. She is Chris, are you, are, you, are you picking up anything? Uh, no, I'm just I'm I'm looking for his name on the internet versus tuning in psychically. So. And I think I'm seeing the same article John's seeing, where they're not calling him out by name because he's not he's not a, a suspect anymore, right? Or I don't think they can uh, legally. 
but somewhere it's it's out there you know what i mean someone's talking about it it's it's like uh the girl that's been missing for a long time from palmyra yeah you know she's got a whole crew of people family and friends still digging into every little nook and cranny of what could have happened There is a, there is, let me see. There is a guy they did, there is a guy they did say that, supposedly said he did it. That's what it's saying over here. This is new. It's 2019. Fairly new. Dude's name is Webster. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Millersburg, according to court document, Webster said, it was supposed to be just a rape and done. Oh, shit. I didn't even see this one. Uh, let's see. Let's get this guy's full name. Where is it? Oh, they arrested his ass for it. But he uh, got back out. Her sister in this article said that... Matthew Ivan, Webster. Ivan Crow died of cancer without knowing... What happened to her? So that's like, what, her dad or something? Her dad or something. Yeah, here it is. It says right here, August 2016, police search for property. Her dad died of cancer? Yeah, and you got yeah. one that says cancer killed me. You could have been hearing yeah. from her dad that yeah, he died that's... before. Holy shit, that's he freaky He knew what now. happened to her. Oh, that's freaky. 2016. <laughs> and when was that date? Did you see a date? He died that? in... Um... This this part of this article says, uh, shoot, where'd it go? In? Holy shit. That is really coming together now. Uh, this is De- Way more December than I 2008. Thought. Yeah, we investigated it right after that. Oh, shit. That's really weird. Uh, <laughs> that's freaky. Let's get cold chills. Um yeah, it says it would mean a great deal to us to know that Tracy is resting where she belongs next to our father rather than wherever she is now. Holy so it was shit. her father that died of cancer. So, yeah, oh, wouldn't he come fuck. through and say cancer killed me when he's trying to stay oh. alive long enough to find his daughter? Yeah, I'm freaked out. Oh. That's freaky. Um, so they did have a suspect in the case. Um, his name was... Uh, Matthew Webster. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh, it eventually becomes clear that investigators suspect Webster knows what happened to Crow. Uh, November 2016 reports that state police say they received a tip about six months earlier about a local man who might have been involved in Crow's disappearance. They don't name him, but say he has ties to a northern Dolphin County property searched in 1989 and again in September of 2016. The 2016 search involved cadaver dogs. Police say they interviewed the local man, and he has not been ruled out a suspect. June 4, 2018, the police interviewed and record a woman who says Matthew Webster and a woman came to her home on the day after the 2016 search of Webster's former property. The woman tells Trooper Webster said he and some buddies had encountered Crow on the square in Millersburg. According to a court document, Webster said it was supposed to be just a rape and done. But then it turned out to be a lot more than that. 
Oh, wow. I sent you the article so you can read it, the one I saw that in. Oh, Jesus. If you get a message, that's what it is. Um, Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, I still want to see the boyfriend's name, but I think that's where the cancer killed me probably came from versus the name of the killer. Wow. That's freaky. Yeah. That's really freaky. Yeah, this is real (laughs) shit. I mean, these are real people that have real lives that died sometimes tragically with family yeah, that's like it's still like, alive. They're still trying to come back and, and figure out, you know, trying to give you some clues to what happened to her or where she's at. That's what it kind of seemed to me when when uh, when we started looking into it. I'm like, wow, like, I, I wouldn't know how to go about it to go into the police and say that this girl might know where this girl was buried. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they would think I'm some kind of nut. You know what I mean? Right. But the way she was talking, it was like she knew where she was. She said she's in the woods. She's under concrete. It's it's weird. It's totally weird the way she described it. And um, she was at, you know adamant that that's where she was at. And but they still just, haven't found her body. Oh wait, what's no, her? No, yeah, no, no. no. They still missing. Over thirty, thirty some years ago. Man, that's that's the sort of stuff though that can come out of these investigations. It's not just about helping people with their hauntings, but you're. That's why I personally yeah. love the paranormal you know is to communicate was, with the spirits. <laughs> I was getting mad, like help me, help me, help me in the house too. It was totally weird. I don't know, but why that house or, or why her? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why so far away? You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty good distance away from Millersburg. It's not like it's right around the corner. You know, um, it's just weird. Why that? Girl? And then her dad was there too. Yeah, talking like, and why? not just the girl. Is it some kind of like like portal, like where the where this so all coincided together? You know, some kind of connection met there. It's a, it's a she know? just she tuned the radio and it just picked up that frequency and that's how they connected. Dude, it's, it's does it, it really doesn't doesn't really have to be it, it's just she just tuned they just tuned into the same frequency and they just made that connection it's amazing ain't it i mean that's just one of those cases that's like one of the cases that i've done that it's mind-blowing you know what i mean you're just like yeah absolutely like, it, it it makes you think and sit down at night and you're just like i, I sat here for hours reading that you know reading things about this girl and when she disappeared all those years ago, you know, and I still think about it now, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm talking about it right now that happened, you know, so many years ago, you know, it's just like, it's still fresh in my head. Like I just experienced it yesterday. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's really yeah. weird. Well, no, if you really <laughs> do get invested. Yeah. I mean, it affects you like, like, like Scott said, I mean, it does affect you. Like really, really affects you. It's, it's um, some of the stuff it never, never leaves you. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like an it's impression serious. in your it's, body. It's serious, absolutely. Yeah, you know? yeah man, like it leaves an impression that uh, you can't get get rid of. You know, it's kind of strange. Yeah, well, when you can connect with a spirit from the 1600s, the 1700s, to somebody that died in the 1980s, it's there's just it's it's just interesting. It really is that they can come back and talk to you all these years later. Yeah, like like it just happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean that happened in the eighties, and you know we're in the two thousands. 
and it's still and, and she's still trying to reach out to let somebody know what happened to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this yeah. is what happened to me. I need someone to find where I'm at. You know, I think she's trying to someone to find where she's at so Absolutely. she can get her real resting place. You know what I mean? But and to give peace to her family. Yeah, I mean, she knows they're suffering, and I mean, this is like a a, a movie that should be made. You know what I mean? Like this is right. some kind of like you know, almost like you see a lot of movies and it, it follows the same kind of script. But this is really happening. You know, this isn't a movie. This is real life. Like this is <laughs> this is mm-hmm. something that really these happened. are real people. Real yeah. people. So these are real. And real, every single real spirit you come across was a real person at some point. Yeah. It's not yeah. just uh, a, a news article, or what, it, this was a real person, uh, and she was a real person that lost her life at a very young age. You know, it's safe to say that she's she's most likely not with us anymore. You know, uh, right, right. It's just sad because she was just a teenager, seventeen years old. You know, like still had her whole life ahead of her, and has gone behind the ignorance of of people of some. People that should probably not be breathing air right now, but they're out there breathing it. You know, that's the kind of sickos you got walking around out here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, these, absolutely. These, these assholes are walking the street with our with our children. They're yeah. still out here. You know what I mean? They've never been caught. They're still walking the street. It, it, it's scary. It's really scary. You know, it's really these kind of people, especially when be, you're a parent, man. Yeah, you know about your kids. These All people the should be under the goddamn jail, not in it, under it, you know? Yeah. This is. But you got to really think, disgusting. you know, when people talk about haunted places and, oh, we're going to go to this haunted place, every single place you walk through or step through on a daily basis has history <laughs> has a story, beyond man. your imagination. And everywhere yeah. is technically haunted. Yeah, I agree. You, I mean, you look at, like, I love old houses. When I see an old house, automatically I'm thinking, mm-hmm. not only is it haunted, but it, it has a lot of history behind it. Like, people live there. They love there. They raised their families there. And I like the old architecture of the old buildings. But uh, I love their own one. I wish someone would give me one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so me too. I'm I always looking at one. old houses. Damn, I'd love to have one. But, uh I wish someone say, hey, you know, thanks for doing a good job here. Here's a house. <laughs> Here's an old house. That would be Thank nice. You. Thank you. I'll take it. Nice lottery win. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I win a lottery landing house is mine. I'm buying it. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> just that, that house is mine. That baby's mine. I just want to get back into my old crappy apartment. <laughs> it's not worth <laughs> shit, but I still want to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I tell you, it's uh, stuff is a is a roller coaster ride, man. It really is. It makes life worth living, though. Playing yeah, with your I dad. Mean, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll, I'm telling you, it'll put a it'll put a serious twist in your life. You're just like, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. You so know what I, mean? I have a question though for like everybody here, like, just what made you really decide that you wanted to get into this? And then is that the same reason you keep getting it? You you stay in investigating. Like, what's your favorite part about investigating? You want and to the paranormal. My my favorite part of investigating the paranormal. Um, it's you know, it, I don't expect 
activity. You know, I, it's going to be a real quick answer. But when I go into a place, I never expect activity. I never expect to walk away with anything. So I love going into these different locations. You know, if I could go into, you know, just just like th- these buildings within, like I, I want to get into the Lillory Mansion so bad in New Orleans, like right right on Royal Street. That That's my dream place to investigate. But it, it's just going to these locations um, and the history at the locations and, you know, like, the, the buildings that have been standing since you know like the 1600s um that that's what i love i you know i love to pretend that i'm you know i'm living during that time and uh you know then i get to investigate and if i come out with something cool but you know i, I love going into like just these buildings and just kind of being able to just Whatever, if it's, you know, like there was an exorcism. Just absorb here. in the energy. Yeah, just absorb the energy. But it's not always paranormal. It's just the smell the old wood of the wooden floor. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's just something being in a real old building. And everything else that comes with it is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, I got into the paranormal to, uh, I, don't know, I lost a lot of uh, family members. And uh, I was always kind of into the paranormal when I, after I'd seen the UFO. But never really, <clears throat> never really chased it. I used to, used to read a lot of books on it and stuff uh, after I'd seen what I'd seen. And uh, I don't know. I, I I lost my grandfather. I was fifteen, and that's the same time about when I seen the UFO. And uh, actually, it was. It was. I lost. I seen the UFO in the same month I lost my grandfather. It was kind of weird. Um, it was in September of uh, 1990 I lost my grandfather and uh, it was just weird it was a weird feeling uh, you know I had that little thing that happened and I was just like yeah I'd really like to know if there is something else out here um, I, I, I want to find out you know and I, I really started pursuing it and and you know once I started pursuing it I started you know experiencing things like right away I was just like Man, there really is there really is something else out here. It's not it's not a bunch of uh ghost stories around a campfire. Like there is stuff that goes bumping at night that we can't explain. Um and it's a lot deeper than what we what we think too. Like stuff gets way deeper than what you ever think, you know, and, and it really gets you involved to where you know, things come around full circle with it. And you you don't think it's going to, you think you know, you're not gonna come up with an answer to something but you know some of the cases i've done it's come around full full circle and i've met people from the locations and families and and really got down to the nitty-gritty <clears throat> of, of the haunting which was pretty amazing like i never thought that that would ever happen and uh just that happening kind of changed uh the way i thought about things you know about mm-hmm. paranormal things and ghosts and uh there are things that we don't understand. And I don't think we're actually ready to comprehend, you know, to really be able to comprehend to understand what's going on. Um, it's, it's beyond what, what our knowledge is, you know. But we, we're we trying, you know what I mean? It's just we don't have the, uh, the knowledge to understand it yet, you know, to really comprehend what's going on. Once we, we, be able, once we can figure it out, then it's going to be, oh, that's how you do it. That's why. Oh, okay. You know, but when are we ever going to be able to figure it out? Those, yeah, we may never know, see that day. 
Yeah, we we'll die and get lifetime. the answers that way. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to pass away to to come up with the answer. But well, that's how it's meant to be. Yeah, that's what right. I think too. I mean, it gives us a little hints and clues of uh, you know there is something else. You know, it gives you a little hints and clues with the EVPs and some of the electrical phenomena we experience. You know, and just the shadow people. Yeah, it's just. Well, and I think that people like us that do it for authentic reasons and not personal gain reasons, really just like, there's a purpose that's beyond us. Yeah, I think we experience more. But I feel like we're put on this path for a reason. I don't think anybody on this earth is supposed to be clued into the way the other side works entirely. That would just be too much for a human to to carry, to know like the truth of how everything works on the other side. But everybody's given a little bits and pieces so that they can help yeah. and make a difference here in our lifetime. But uh, nobody's yeah, clued into all the answers. Yeah, like some of the investigations I've been on, I felt like I was supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like, And you were. That's yeah, just how I, it works. I was, I was supposed to be here for a reason. Not like... It's just, oh, they, they contacted me because they see my website. I, they contacted me because something drew them to me. You know what I mean? And I'm supposed to be here for for some reason, uh, you know, this, yeah. this intermediate, you know what I mean, between mm-hmm. me and this other side. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a weird feeling. It's, it's undescribable. You but know, you have a just, purpose and you have work yeah. to do. Yeah. And you're yeah, put into these situations for a reason. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. They think you know you're in for you know, for a TV show. I'm totally not into it for a TV show. I mean, would I like to get paid to do this for a living? Hell yeah! I don't yeah. want to go to work every day. I'd like to do this for a living twenty four seven. But the but, reality of that, you yeah. know, yeah, exactly. there are sacrifices that you would have to make in the way your credibility and the way you do things and your reputation in right. order to earn money doing it. It's a trade-off. Yeah, exactly. One, one thing I, one thing I want to say is, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been doing this 20 years. I do my thing. I don't think that I'm any better than any investigator out there. I do my thing. I only, I only use a handful. I know people with trunks and trunks of equipment. I use a couple pieces of equipment. I want to see video. I want to capture my video or my evidence on video. I, I want to get the mists. I yeah. want to get things moving. I want to get the, I don't care about things flashing. And, and with our lack of, of gadgets, we're very lucky with the stuff we that do. we catch. Yeah. I mean, I have all the bells and whistles with that crap, but I don't believe in it. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. K2s. And all. I mean, save your there's money. So, yeah, there's <laughs> you so many things. Use that money to invest yeah. In I, I haven't bought another piece of like flashy like Well, you're doing private home cases and that's different you really do need to have a camera system in every room and catch because you want answers for somebody not your own personal experience i have enough cameras to cover a whole location Um, and that's just different than what we've fallen into if we did what you did we would need that stuff too but yeah Yeah, but I, i don't believe in all the like k2s and all that that just you know there's no validation behind Unless, unless you actually see uh, a full-bodied apparition or these shadow people and you're actually able to stick that device up to that thing and it goes off, 
Well, now, I, I do I, like it when I they communicate seen, with you by responding I, to what you're saying. I, yeah, I have seen some really interesting stuff. Like the K2s are, I have a K2. I have a couple capos. I got a spirit box. I got my my phone. I tell people all the time, if you want to record, you don't need, like if you want to just go out and ghost on it. Like, what, what you do is a different beast than what, than what, like I'd love to do more, like I said, but when you do residential stuff, you're going in to help people. You know, you, you're, you're looking for answers. You know, we're doing the same There's thing. There's a responsibility with that There's that we don't have. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking to gain and facts. We try to go yeah. document this and document that. So when I when people want to, like, ghost hunt and, you know, go into locations, I tell them, just get Facebook Live. Start a Facebook page. Do Facebook Live. It records four hours at a time. You get great quick video quality. You don't need cameras. You don't need SD cards. The The... Um, it, re- it saves all your videos. Catches a lot of EVPs. It catches yeah. the audio on it is amazing. So there's your first thing to do. Just everywhere you look, just point your video camera at that direction. That you know, yeah. that, you don't need all the stuff. You don't need the. You need the camera stuff for for you know setting up and monitoring a whole house. And I've gone into locations and people have come in with these camera systems. We're walking around in the dark, and I got to worry about tripping over your camera system that's got wires all over the place down a dark hallway in the middle of Penhurst Asylum. Yeah, I, I got to worry about banging it to like, I mean, like it, it, it's it's you know I, I I get what people are trying to do, but you know again it's <laughs> sometimes you know you know I, I I don't I don't look at who's got the most and then who's going to review all that damn evidence? Nobody. Yeah. There's just two of us, Scott and I. No, we don't yeah. have time for that many cameras to look at. No, I, I sit here I sit here for like hours after work just like watching video. I'm like. It's a lot. Help. Oh, it is. It's exhausting. It really is. People think, oh, and it's fun to a degree, but it is draining. It is. It does take a lot of time and commitment. Yeah, I have to watch every camera one at a time. I see people watching like four at a time. How are you watching four cameras at a time? You're gonna miss something. No, you're for sure. You're gonna miss something. But now, if you want to go ghost hunting and and you're new to it, it's very easy. Like I said, Facebook Live. And you don't even have to have it for people to watch. You're just recording to do. Yeah, you can have a private page that nobody can see and still record it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have that for when Scott sleeps, we'll leave the camera going, but it's on the private page that there aren't a bunch of people popping in. Yeah, like yeah, like we have we have the a public page where people can watch with friends, but then we have another couple pages where it's just Chris or one or two other people watch just to see if anything's going on and, and whatnot. And that's where you know a lot of times where I'm you know sleeping and snoring, I'll record it. So like you know, not everybody's watching that, but stuff <laughs> happens while you sleep. Stuff really got to so, be close to have your friend watching you <laughs> sleep at night in haunted locations. <laughs> it's like. But it's the oh, truth. Man. People do. They sit and they watch. I, 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 I wake up and I look at the camera. I'm like, is this thing still recording? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 but people are there watching. It's, it's crazy. But and I'm not doing it. I, I, when I, when we do a Facebook Live, you know, I'm playing to the camera with investigative. But I'm working with Chris. Like Chris is the only person that I care that's watching. He wouldn't do these lives if it weren't for me needing to watch from afar, probably. I mean, he would now, but initially he wouldn't have even bothered with it. Yeah, like I've, I've had a lot of investigators over the years, and, and uh, 
you know, they're, they're just there for a personal experience. They're not there to put the work in. And, you know, what we do, you know, doing residentials, you got to put the work in, man. Like, it's not Absolutely. just about a no, personal someone's experience. someone's depending on you for the results yeah, of what like, you did. Yeah. We got to put the work in, man. Like, you got to review everything, audio, video. And, if you're and not in a reasonable it, amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and, and and do a job, your your personal job for work, you know what I mean? So to make money. Right. But, well, to afford all the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> My personal job for work, I mean, besides being, you know, I've been doing paranormal investigation for 20 years, which I have never made a penny doing, ever. Um, Not me either. What I do no. for a living for the past 18 years, I'm actually a licensed private detective, private investigator. Oh, nice. So, you know, I follow people around. I do surveillance stuff. I cheat a husband, cheat a wife. But my whole And it career, plays right? into the paranormal. His investigation life, skills are good because of that job. My whole life is waiting, sitting around waiting for something to happen, whether it's sitting in the car waiting for my subject to leave the house and do something or sitting in a haunted place waiting for a bang. That's a perfect job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, but it's true. My whole life is sitting around waiting for something. His instincts investigating sometimes blow my mind because I'm like, I would not have reacted that way in that scenario. And he has... Like that clip I sent you from the Myrtles, his instinct was when the activity happened was to get in front of the camera so everybody could see he wasn't creating the noise. Yeah. Me, I would have sat there dumbfounded in the moment, like not wanting to move in case I scared it away and it stopped doing it. Right. I would have had the total opposite reaction. Yeah. I mean, that's just like when we did uh, the Harrisburg Hospital with, with Big Sergeant. Uh, you know, I went out with a group and... Uh, they weren't really paranormal investigating. They were just walking around kind of like exploring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm not here Urbex. to explore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not here to explore. I'm here to get evidence of a haunting. So I let them do their thing. I was like, eh, you know, I, I walked around with them like, F this, man. You know, I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna go back in here by myself when they go over to another building, and I'm going to get some evidence. And uh, that's what I did. And when I did, I called a lot of stuff, but I was getting stuff in a particular area. Now I'm getting hits, you know, I'm getting, I'm hearing disembodied voices in this particular area. So to me, that's a hot spot. There's something connected with this area. If I keep getting a certain EVP in this area, I'm going to concentrate on this area because there's something here. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear that voice for no reason right here. Yeah, they're there's, trying to communicate with you. Yeah, so there's something here. This is a spot to focus on. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They'll just hear a disembodied voice or something and they'll just move on. Oh yeah, we've heard the voice. No, I get that. stuck. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. stuck I'm, then. I'm camping out right here for at least five hours. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like And Scott's the, the fidgety one that has to move around and I'm the one that's like Stop. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear some more. Like, if I hear this, I want to hear some more. Like, let me hear it. What, what else? See, you the problem is a lot of times when I'm working with Chris, you know, again, I'm, I, she's at home and I'm on a couple of locations, so I'm not sensing what she's getting. Like again, she's being a psych. She's a psychic. So like you know, when when the spirit's yelling at her, and I'm like kind of moving along, and she's like stuck back here. I'm like, and there's a 30 second delay between what I type to you <laughs> and the time you get it. You got to go back like three blocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get to where I felt that. Because you know? <laughs> he's speedy, he walks very fast, and he is far away from where it happened by the time he sees it. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, I mean, 
his stuff is, you know, some people's, you know, investigation skills are just not there. You know, I've been around people that, you know, they investigate, but they really, they're not investigating. You know what I mean? You're just, Mm -hmm. you're not investigating, you're exploring. And if you're exploring, you're not really investigating. You're just walking around hoping something happens on on your camera. You know what I mean? Like, let's sit down and investigate. We heard a voice here. Let's concentrate on this for a while and see what else happens in this location. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, But, you know, I'll tell you, I've seen some amazing evidence of just, you know, like people just walking around and you just, right, you know, they're just waving the camera around and there's something peeking out of, you know, like the side of a door, you know, and, you know, it's right there. You see it. That's but that's luck. That's not skill. That's, of course. No, that's absolutely. That's luck. And that's what I say to you a lot. Even investigators have to have luck, even if even they're good. Our evidence. I say that all the time. Our evidence is luck. Like when we got that miss, I've been at the, like, I love the Myrtle's plantation, St. Francisville, Louisiana. It's like my favorite place to investigate. I've been there four times. I, the place just keeps giving. And every time we go, but like the first time I caught a, uh, a picture of a child, uh, which is which is great. The second time I caught this mist that comes in because that mist that comes in and comes in, that was just luck. Like I didn't see it. A viewer saw it. We but we, even if we're viewing it, I probably would have missed it. But it was just luck that the camera even caught that. And then the the third time we were there with the the door shaking, that paranormal or that poltergeist kind of activity. I mean, that was insane too. That was blatant. <laughs> but that was again, crazy. But it's it's luck. It's you know it's it's you know to to get stuff on video like the the video that we got I got from the uh, the the bard from the country house I think that peeked out behind the uh, the pillar. It was just luck. I was holding the camera and I just kind of was like kind of and it just kind of moves. You gotta wonder how much stuff we missed. Yeah. If that many times we had luck, how much stuff happened right out of sight or out of camera that we never knew well, happened. A- well, that's like the two things at the Myrtles with the mist that comes in and goes back out. It's like it, it, it comes in, it sees the camera, it was like, uh oh, and then it kind of moves out. And then the second time, which happened a couple of weeks back, was uh, the door rattling. And then I kind of jump in front of the camera and I look at the camera and I say, Chris, are you hearing this? And, and then it, it stopped like, the second yeah, you like, said that. Oh, it's being recorded. <laughs> it stopped. <laughs> Wow. So it's it's weird how it kind of reacted on uh, both of those, but yeah, it's, the Myrtles was amazing. And again, we're coming up now on four hours, and we're going to get cut off soon. Yep. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that we're not coming back again, are we? <laughs> no, nah, now nah, it's going to be it for me tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was fun, man. That's you know yeah. a, a solid it flies. Hours of talking. It does solid four hours of talking power and roll. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like it was an hour, right? <laughs> Does anybody really? listen to our shows back to see if we catch any EVPs? I don't know. I just heard a really loud bang on the side of my house. I don't know what that, that, made, that was. Oh, it yeah, was pretty loud. That was scared <laughs> shit out of me, actually. Uh, I don't know what that was. That's the second time I heard it, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the deck popping from the ice or something. I don't know. You're supposed to go check that stuff out, man. <sighs> I can't do it while I'm doing a show. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's right. We'll destroy it while you're gone. <laughs> You'll come back to nothing. <laughs> we messed everything up. Well, guys, thanks for coming on tonight. I had a blast, like usual. Yeah, Once so again, thank you so much. We are going to keep on rocking this because uh, it's pretty fun. I actually yeah. am enjoying it. So. And, Michael, um, if you're still awake and out there, have a good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah Michael. Michael. Have a good one. 
thanks for coming in with us, buddy, and I appreciate all the uh, the great words you had to say about us. And uh, I appreciate you listening. That's for sure. Well, well guys, have a great night, everybody. Can I just uh, can I just plug Sarge? I'm going to be on uh, Sarge's show on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, it's uh, wait, it's Ghost. Uh, what, what's his disembodied voices? Disembodied voices. Yeah. Uh, on Podbean. On Podbean. Disembodied voices. Me and Sarge. Uh, seven o'clock. Seven to eight o'clock on Tuesday. Yes. So if you're listening, come join. We'll join the conversation. I'll be there. Know, uh, <laughs> I'll be listening. I'll be there. I'll be yeah. listening. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, and John. It was great talking to you the last uh, last couple of hours and the last couple of weeks. It's it's been a lot yeah. of fun, and I, ho- I hope Hell you're yeah. enjoying it. I'm uh, yeah, it seems like they are, man. We're getting a lot of listeners and uh, a lot of downloads. So, yeah, everybody out there listening, keep on listening and uh, follow follow me on Podbean, the Paranormal Journal on Podbean. Hit that follow button, like, share, love it. Uh, and it, can it, where can they reach you at, Scott? If anybody wants to get in touch with you. Uh, Schrodinger's Ghost is my there Facebook page. Schrodinger's Ghost, S C H R O D I N G E R S Ghost, and that YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube Schrodinger's Ghost. I have two videos, and the hour and ten minute video is that episode, the the Facebook Live of what happened to me at the Salem. You can watch it for yourself, make your own opinion if you're interested. Awesome. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it. That's for damn sure. I'm watching. I mean, it's not that I don't care. I'm not trying to. Promote you got to devote really 45 not. minutes. Hey, it's, I, a long yeah, video. 40, it's, it's an hour and 10 minutes. It kind of plays like a movie. It, it kind of plays like a Blair Witch kind of thing, but it's crazy. Hell, I'm watching it. I've been here for four hours. 45 minutes ain't gonna kill me. Yeah, you're devoted. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> well, guys, have a good night. I'll see you next you Saturday because we're gonna do it again. All right, sounds good. Yay. Have a good one. All right. All right guys. Good night. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a good Alrighty. See you guys. Well, folks, that is a wrap. We are done for tonight. Four hours. Another four hour special from the Paranormal Journal. I want to thank Chris and Scott and Michael for coming in and Love and Hate for coming in. And Todd, man, my new member. Thanks for coming into the show tonight. I appreciate it. It was a great show. Ah, man. I love this paranormal stuff. So tune in this Thursday, 8 p.m. I will have a guest on talking about their paranormal experiences. Dr. Tamp will be coming on here eventually when I can get his phone thing figured out. But uh, he has agreed to come on the show. He will be coming on the show. So stay tuned for that. As soon as I can figure out how to get him on here because his technology isn't very. up to date, I should say. So please tune in Thursday, 8 p.m. And we'll have a guest on. We're going to be talking about some spooky stuff, uh, hauntings in residential homes. And uh, we're going to be coming back in here Saturday, too, for the uh, Saturday night supernatural. Bada bing, bada boo. All right, folks, have a great rest of your weekend. I will see you Thursday night, 8 p.m. for the Paranormal Journal. Enjoy, folks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tonight's the hard, well, it's time to.